Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, September the 23rd. Uh, I promise that we will not talk about the Cowboys today. We're going to try to get around that. George, our good friend George Rodriguez, is always joining us for our Texas report. George, if you could describe the Cowboys game in five words, maybe I'll tell you what, I'll make it two words. I would say it stunk. How about you? <laughs> I'll say interceptions. Yes. Uh, it's a shame, but they lost. Uh, they lost in uh, Arizona. So a lot of it, I mean, everybody thought this game was going to be so easy. And, you know, that's, that's what always yeah. happens. That's what always happens at this level. Professional level, you think you're going to win. And you forget that the other guys are professionals, too. You got it. You know, they may not be at the same level of experience or maybe even quality, but they're professionals. And, 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 on, and you know, it goes to show that any team can win at any time. That's it. That's it. On, on any given Sunday, any team can, can put it together or one team can have a bad day. Another team can have a great day. And it's the story well, of sports. In the case of the Cowboys, they were missing, they were missing several uh, right. offensive linemen and that hurt. That hurt. That's right. Well, that hurt them. And then, of course, on the baseball side, the Rangers swept and the Astros got swept. So hopefully the Rangers and the Astros will run into each other sometime in October. I think they will. That's my prediction. I hope they do. Anyway, yeah. I think the Rangers should be okay, though. They, they, they've helped themselves a lot. Well, we've got a couple of some issues today that I want to get into. I want to talk about the attorney general, uh, the, the acquittal of the Attorney General Paxton, Mayor Johnson becoming a Republican, Mayor of Dallas, uh, these new TPS uh, visas, I guess they're called. I'm not sure if they're called visas, but work documents, whatever they are. Work, work permits. Yeah, work permits. And then, of course, uh, President Lopez Obrador. Let's begin with that one because that's fascinating to me. President Lopez Obrador of Mexico has is calling for a meeting very quickly with President Biden. Now, apparently he's going to be up here. President Lopez Obrador is going to be up here in November, and he wants to visit with President Biden about the migration. There, I have a post coming out about this tomorrow. And what Mexico is saying, now get ready for this, George, because I think you've heard this before. Uh, they're saying that they don't have any more room. <laughs> have you heard that before? I have. It yeah. seems to be coming from the same section. Yes. You know, the same people that are encouraging humanitarian resettlement, re humanitarian services have suddenly become the, the people that claim that uh, there's no room at the end. Right. All of a sudden, there's no there's no capacity. That's another word that they use. Uh, and all of a sudden, everybody's finding out that if you let a bunch of people come in in a crazy and disorderly and chaotic way that you're going to find yourself in this exact situation. But George, this could have been pre predicted. I mean, everybody knew that this was going to get out of hand. I mean, it's crazy, George. Well, you know, I mean, when, whenever you encourage and reward bad behavior, any kind of bad behavior, whether, mm -hmm. whether it's, it, it's uh, uh, the smash and run, like you've got in California all over the place, whether it's uh, illegal immigration, whether it's excusing uh, a kid for misbehaving in school because uh, he doesn't know any better or he comes from a bad home. Whenever you excuse and tolerate and justify bad behavior, 
you're going to get more of it. And that seems that that whole idea seems to be lost on right. on liberals. Uh, you no, know, you're they, right. Yeah. Right. What were they thinking if you encouraged and justified illegal immigration? You were going to get more. Right. I mean, you got to just flat say illegal immigration is illegal and we don't tolerate it. Right. And no, no, no. It's, you know, it's been one thing after another. It's been well because it's from from the the uh, uh, the triple countries, uh, the go the triangle countries. It's been because it's uh, they, it's from countries who are suffering this or suffering that. And there's always been an excuse. You know, we could just as easily help these countries in their home in, in their uh, these people in their home countries. But no, you know, we uh, we opened the, the, the door and everybody came in. It's very interesting because I don't know if this is a coincidence. Maybe it is. But that President Lopez Obrador would call for this meeting <laughs> with President Biden at about the I'm same time. I'm not sure time. what they're going to say. What are they going well, to say? That's it. What are they going to say to each other? Joe, you blew it. I mean, what is he going to say? Joe, you should have kept uh, the, the Trump program in place. I wouldn't mind if he tells him that in private because wow. Lopez Obrador is not the most diplomatic man on, in the planet. But, exactly. But it's or interesting. He will, he will say you're, you're going to keep you, you're going to have to move him in quicker. I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to have to move him in quicker. Yeah. Which, of course, speed up. We're, that already, we're already overwhelmed. It is. Uh, it by, but here's the interesting thing that the Biden administration announced these TPS work permits or visas. Now, TPS stands for, I had it over here, temporary, I, I had it here. I need to look it up again. It's temporary protected status. It is it a- It cannot uh, be deported. That's right. It basically, it's a piece of paper that says you cannot be deported exactly. while you are waiting, I guess, for your- well, While you're doing whatever, while you're in the- Whatever United. you're doing, either waiting for the judge or- and in that process, during that period, you're going to be able to get a work permit. Right. Which is and what you're exactly going to be... all of them are coming for. All of them are coming to work. Right. So, so you think it's going to slow it down? No. Well, that's the point. The Dallas Morning News, I just want to recommend everybody to check out the, the lead editorial of the Dallas Morning News on Sunday, because that's exactly what they're saying. They're saying the new policy is not going to deter migrants. On the contrary, it's going to create more because... Exactly. The people who are on their way, they're going to bet that if they somehow can get in, that eventually they're going to get their own TPS. Exactly. So, so it's one of those things where we are encouraging more people to come. And and I don't know where this is going to stop, but we know where it's going to stop. It's already tearing up cities like New York. Correct. Uh, the, the, I thought it was interesting. The governor of New York went on television, George, and said, you need to stay in your country and apply from your country. Well, I remember when people used to call you a racist. For Seems like that. I've heard that someplace. Yes. We used to be called racist for suggesting that you stay in your country and apply for, for a visa. But this whole thing has gotten out of hand. And I was reading something, George. I don't know if you've seen this also. I was reading that, you know, you bring in that many people that quickly into the country you're going to create all kinds of housing problems because, yes. you know, we we don't have I mean, we're, we're a very rich country. I know. But we don't have housing to bring in six, seven million people at one time. Exactly. Nobody does. Nobody does. And, and especially and, right now, Silvio, uh, you know, I, I've got a friend of mine who is a uh, uh, a builder. Uh, in fact, two of them that are builders uh, at my church. And I was talking to him 
it is not, first of all, uh, it, it is extremely expensive uh, to get uh, materials to build. Secondly, the, the uh, mortgage rates are extremely high. Uh, this is not the time, you know, to have a, a, a housing boom. It's completely the opposite. Right. So building anything is going to be very, very costly. And you know who's going to pick up the, the, the tab? We are, the taxpayer. Right. Well, the other thing, too, that, that, that I think will happen, George, is that it'll increase the, the rent on apartments because there's going to be more and more demand. Most of these people will end up living in an apartment. So you will see more and more demand for apartments, which will mean higher rates. But again, again, the liberals don't seem to understand the, the concept, the economics of supply and demand. They just don't. Right. Well, they don't seem to understand. They did at one time. Because uh, if you remember, the biggest opponents of of work visas in the past and immigration reform in the past were many of the Democrats who were basically carrying the water for the private sector unions who didn't want right. people coming in and competing with their workers. That's when they cared about American workers yes. and about America. But now it, it's, it's completely nutty right now. It's chaotic. And by the way, uh, this is close to your part of Texas. Eagle Pass and El Paso, uh, Eagle Pass for sure has declared an emergency. I don't know about El Paso, but I read that they're in bad shape. Uh, what can you tell us uh, about that? Eagle Pass Eagle Pass in uh, the past week has had over 10,000 10, uh, illegal aliens. In fact, uh, almost 7,000 came across in one day. And um, it's reached the point where the Border Patrol is no longer even checking their names or anything of the nature. They're just kind of shoving uh shuffling through the other thing is that it's created an underground industry of people of uh illegal alien uber drivers people who will go down there uh and get paid whatever they've got by either a nonprofit or the aliens themselves and they are driven uh north to san antonio uh to places up here it's very very interesting uh how uh these underground economies pop pop up uh, and um, there is really, really nothing that's being done to stop them. Uh, even the sheriff's departments are overwhelmed now. They used to be able to stop somebody in the name of human trafficking. Now they're they're not even able to do that. Well, I heard that there's quite an underground economy in New York with the migrants yes. who are there. Yep. That they've created quite an underground economy. Look, these people have to feed themselves. They have to figure out some way of feeding themselves. So you, you would expect an underground economy when they don't have work permits. But I still don't believe that, you know, I, I think the solution is to go beyond the TPS or whatever and simply say, we're going to shut down the border for the time being. There's not going to be any more entry until we figure out what we got inside here. Right. You know, when we process the people that we have, we... Well, that's what the paperwork or whatever. Some kind of sensibility would would pop into their brains, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I mean, you know, this TP, TPS uh, uh, policy uh, mm -hmm. kind of shows to me that they they have no intention of slowing it down. Right. Well, I think, and again, the 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 the, the Dallas Morning News editorial points this out. This is more of a political solution. Yeah. They're they're basically trying to take care of the mayor of New York, the governor of New York, the mayor of Chicago, they're, they're doing something for them, but they're not doing something to correct the problem of immigration. And, and by the way, George, I don't know how you react to this, but I'm getting 
a little sick and tired of people calling this immigration. It's not immigration. It's not immigration. Immigration is when you come into a country legally, when you follow the law, that's what makes you an immigrant. But when you are doing what these people are doing, uh, this is not immigration. It's not. And the way asylum rules are being really played with. Yeah, they're being being bent. They are being bent and not straight out broken. That's right. And, and I just, you know, I, I, so I, a lot of people talk about, well, we need immigration reform. No, no, we don't need immigration reform. Uh, we need to reform this garbage that we're seeing on the border, which is hurting. We first need to stop, to stop the, inv- the, this invasion, this tsunami of migrants. That's what we need right. to stop first. And well, you saw we- the trains, right? Pardon? You saw the trains yeah. that were yeah. coming. And the, it's interesting because the trains in Mexico... There was a story that came out in one of my favorite uh, websites down there called Mexico Mexico News, Pol, um, no, Pulse News Mexico. I always get their their title mix, mixed up, but it's a very nice website. And they, they, one of the young ladies who writes there uh, had a story the other day about how there were so many migrants jumping on trains that the Mexican train system had to be, like, stopped. <laughs> they, they had to stop. They couldn't deliver things on time or everything else, which is crazy. That's going to that's gonna hurt them down there. So just a, a crazy situation. I, I just don't know how to explain it. And a total disregard, George, from the president of the United States about this, one of his chief responsibilities. Correct. Uh, you know, this situation, again, is one that has been manufactured, in my opinion, by the Biden administration, by the Democrats, by the Obama people who want to transform America. And the best way to do it is bring in as many people as they as as can be brought in, uh, break, if not bend the system so that these people I mean, there's no way that we're ever, ever going to be able to uh, track everybody down and remove them, if, even if we wanted to. Uh, for the most part, these people are here to stay. The issue is now, how do does our uh, economy, how does our society adjust to them? And um, it, it is it is absolutely uh, just mind-boggling that someone sitting in the White House would actually stand for what has happened in the past uh, in two years since he's been in office. It's absolutely mind-boggling. No, I agree. I, I, again, it's a total disregard of responsibility. I mean, the, the, it, actually, I think this is the most impeachable thing he has done. Yeah. You know, people talk about other impeachable offenses. This one, I think, is is as clearly impeachable uh, as anything. So I don't think it's I mean, something has got to break. Now, President Trump is saying that if he's elected, that he's going to have a massive deportation program. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how he's going to do that. And so so has uh, DeSantis has said the DeSantis, same thing. DeSantis, yeah. And so has uh, Razambwani. But how do you actually do that? I mean, how do you, I mean, you would have to, I mean, I think I know how they're going to do it. They're going to say, look, you've got six months to leave. Okay, we're going we're to give you six months to leave. And we're going to give you six months to basically go back home uh, we're not going to harass you. You can just kind of go back home on your own. And then six months from now, let's say they, they announce it uh, February 1st, for example. Then they say, okay, between February 1st and let's say Labor Day, September 1st, you, it's on your own. You have to go back. 
And then after that, whoever is behind will be forcibly deported. That's the only way I can see them yeah. even well, trying. And the to other do thing, it. the other thing is the other way, and and you know, it's happened during the uh, down periods of the uh, of the economy is uh, self deportation because uh, you deny them benefits, you deny them work, you deny them, right. you know, all sorts of things. Uh, if they cannot prove that they've been here, you know, since a certain date, then they've got to to uh, remove themselves. Uh, if you remove a lot of the benefits, um, in my opinion, they, the self-deportation happens. We have seen it uh, during uh, the Depression. We have seen it uh, during the Reagan years when the economy turned, when it, it, it initially was uh, readjusting after the, after the uh, Carter exactly. years. We have seen it uh, time and time again. Um, this would happen again. You would hear a lot of screaming and yelling. You would hear a lot of uh, drama. No doubt, uh, you will you will see uh, the leftists just uh, going nuts over it. But in my opinion, I mean that's that's the only thing that's got to happen. We've got to bring sanity and uh, respectability to our immigration system once again. No, I agree. I agree hundred uh, percent, and that's the only way to do it. Now, again, as I as I've said before, I think you begin by closing the border and at least saying no more, no more, no more, no more. And that at least will stop the flow. And then if anybody tries to come in, then you, you have reasons to deport them. Right now, we're not even saying that. I mean, uh, uh, Rodney, yeah, right. Rodney Scott, the former uh, Border Patrol, National Border Patrol chief, was on my show uh, yesterday. And Rodney Scott was very, very blunt in talking to the Border Patrol agents that all they're doing literally, literally is just waving people in. They're not even asking right. them who they are anymore. I know. It, it's ridiculous. Well, here's another story I want to get into. Uh, Mayor Eric Johnson of Dallas. Right. Uh, Dallas, I assume San Antonio is the same way. They, they have a nonpartisan election, meaning yes. they don't run as a Republican or Democrat. Mayor Johnson, Eric Johnson, had been a Democrat member of the House of Representatives, the State House. So he did have traditions as a Democrat. But he wrote a very interesting column in the Wall Street Journal on Friday announcing that he was switching parties. And he said, George, basically, to make a long story short, that he was switching parties because the, the cities in this country, the big cities, really need more Republican policies. The Democrat policies are hurting uh, the cities, they're hurting the people. And it was a real attack on, on the way Democrats are running our cities. Now, Initially, the response to him has been what you would expect. You know, he's a traitor. He betrayed us, that kind of thing. And it is true in the sense that he, when he ran, he didn't say he was going to change parties or anything. So I, that argument is not really heavy, but I can understand it. But, George, my feeling is that if the people who are criticizing him would read what he wrote in that article. Or were, and, if they were honest with themselves. Yes. I, because he, what he wrote was so true, George. It is. I mean, look at look at, at what is happening in in New York and who's causing it. And rather than playing politics, what they ought to do is stand up and say no more. Uh, however, instead of doing that, the the mayor of uh, New York, uh, Mayor Adams, has been asking for more money. I mean, more money. Uh, the the uh, the mayor in Chicago has been asking for more money. You know these people uh, who are being disingenuous with politics uh, are the ones who, who 
who uh, we should uh, uh, get after. I think I think the the mayor of, of Dallas has been uh, is being very very honest. I read the, I read the article, the news, uh, the uh, Wall Street article. Uh, he's being serious. I mean, everything from the anti-police movement to the sanctuary movement to the anti-school choice. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I mean, every single one of these are 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 uh, are, are policies that fly against the very poor in their own communities. And they seem to completely ignore that and not care. Right. Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, the ones who are being hurt by all this crime. I mean, when you take a look at Chicago every weekend, you know, uh, on Monday morning, we read about 10 people being killed, five people being killed, 15 people being shot. One week, 40 people being shot. It's black on black. And it's well, happening it in, in the black community. So, well, uh, in I mean, Baltimore. Did you see last week in Baltimore, in Baltimore where uh, virtually none of the schools yes. have anybody that's performing their uh, their math skills at the grade that they should be? I was going to mention the, that next. I mean, how can, schools. how can you defend a school system graduating young people who, who cannot do math at whatever level they graduated? Everyone, how are we? everyone in, in, in Baltimore, everyone in Baltimore in a in a leadership position is a black Democrat. That's right. And honestly, with results like that, they should all resign in disgrace. Exactly. I mean, everybody well, in the board of education there of what a school you do for or living whatever, they, they should all resign saying we're a failure. <laughs> we're a massive failure. Oh but yes, I mean, so my suggestion to any Democrat who's angry with Mayor Johnson, I can understand the anger to a point because you know nobody likes to see somebody switch parties. I understand that. But at the same time, they should read the article that he wrote because he makes a lot of sense. And the stuff, that he, the stuff that he's talking about is real. And I mean, very, very real, very real stuff. Well, we have one more topic I want to get into, the acquittal of the Attorney General Paxton. It was a uh, week ago. It's kind of, I guess, uh, taking a bit of a backseat slowly, but taking a bit of a backseat to other stories. The governor is going to be calling a, a legislative session, a special session. He wants to take up school choice. By the way, one of the reasons that I thought the, the Paxton impeachment was, was a waste is because it kept us from talking about school choice. We should have been mm -hmm. talking about that a month ago, two months ago. But I guess the governor is going to talk about it now. Here's my point, though, George. The, the governor has a great opportunity with this school choice session to bring the party together after the, you know, what is obviously some bad blood with uh, the Paxton impeachment. Uh, so I hope he does. I hope he uses school choice to bring everybody together. Am I being too optimistic, uh, George? Well, I hope you're not. Um, I definitely have seen from my vantage point um, a lot of bad blood, a lot of bad blood. Um, I am seeing a lot of folks uh, point accusing fingers uh, at uh, at others, uh, claiming that they are responsible for the impeachment and all this sort of stuff. Then I've seen the other folks who wanted the impeachment reacting and say he's still guilty, he's still guilty, he's still guilty. That, my uh, uh, Sylvia, that doesn't help the party. It certainly does not help Texas. Uh, I. Uh, I have said it over and over again that I hope that the uh, 
that the political wounds will heal quickly. Um, but as of last week, as this past week went by, um, I, I just didn't. I just didn't see it. There's too many people who continue to uh, attack each other and uh, continue to fight. Uh, the attorney general has been misquoted. He has said, from what I understand and from what I've heard him, he has said, "I just want to move on and let's go. Let's go attack. Let's go fight the Democrats." But others are saying, "No." Behind the scenes, he's he's plotting revenge, uh, while others are saying, "Well, he's still." He's still guilty. Uh, it, it just doesn't help. It does not help. And I certainly hope that these small minds that continue to fight will somehow be margin, marginalized by the rest of us who just want to beat the Democrats. Well, that's it. I mean, that's where I am. I'm willing to forgive and forget this whole darn thing because we got to focus, I think, on school choice, which is, I think, a very important issue. And what you mentioned about the schools is you know, exhibit A, why, why, why we need school choice. What you mentioned about some of the public schools failing to graduate kids who can do math at whatever level they graduate. Now, it's not as bad in Texas as it is in other places, but Houston, look at the Houston district, had a lot of problems. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's time to move on. But I think the attorney general can help a lot. And I'm, I'm going to give him, I'm going to hope that he says, look, guys, Let's let's go after Joe Biden. We have a lot to do uh, to fight the Biden administration. And let's just kind of forgive and forget. If, if they can do that, then I'll be more optimistic. But if come next February, we're still fighting this battle, it could be bad. It could be bad for for the party. There could be, you know, there could be some Demo some Republicans who lose reelection, you know, in, in the real election in November because they're maybe they they selected their the when a, you know when a party's divided it doesn't help as no. you know so let, let's hope that this uh that this uh gets better do you think that school choice will get through in this session now that it's going to be only about school choice joy i think so i think now that it, that everybody's going to be focusing on it the issues uh that um have held some of the people back uh, can get addressed and get um, uh, fixed, and it it can move on. But I do think I think school choice is going to become a reality uh, by December. Yes, I do too, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think school choice at this point in American history is is the way to go, and it looks like there it's it's, it's going to be one. I think the the governor is going to have to come up with a program that pleases a lot of different people. So maybe he'll do vouchers in some of the rural areas. Maybe he'll do this over here. He'll do this over there. I don't know how he's going to put it all together, but uh, I, I do hope that school choice becomes a. I, I will tell you, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure in in Dallas, but here in San Antonio, particularly in South San Antonio, uh, where Jose Melendez, who is running against, uh, who wants to run against uh, Ted Cruz for the Senate. Uh, he has a school district that has been taken over by uh, Texas, by the state. Um, and he has been bam, uh, just uh, pounding the drum about how bad school choice is and how it's going to take away from the uh, students and how it's going to bankrupt the school district. And, you know, I'm not sure how he can say that with a straight face when the school district is in the shape that it's in. Right. Now, it's got... 
all sorts of financial issues, as sure. well as it also uh, the graduation of those kids. Uh, right. Their diplomas are almost meaningless. Well, and we're putting out, you know, we're putting kids out there in the marketplace who cannot do basic math. Well, exactly. How is that helping them? Now, this fellow that you mentioned, who, this is the third candidate who's running, right? Because there's Gutierrez, there's Allred. Oh, it's Gutierrez. Say, I'm sorry. I meant to say Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah, okay, because, because, yeah, okay, Gutierrez, because Gutierrez, I think that, you know, these two, these two Democrats are going to argue a great deal about, oh, yes. uh, you know, education, and I think Allred, it'll be interesting to see where he stands, because Allred has been one of these candidates who never really explains himself, yeah. you know, he speaks in generalities, Yeah. and I have a feeling Gutierrez is going to force in him platitudes. to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have to have bipartisanship. Well, okay, we do. Great. You know, we have to come together and work together. Great. Let's come together and work together to do what? That's, you know, I want to hear what he wants to work together. And so I I don't know. I think Gutierrez is being very, very uh, straightforward, but he's being very, very straightforward on emotional issues. Sure. Uh, School, uh, supporting the public schools as well as the gun violence. Right. Right. He really pounds on that one. Well, that's his, of course, he's he's using that issue because he's from Uvalde. Yeah, exactly. And he thinks that that's, that he can exploit that. And he, maybe he can. But I still think that when you get out to the rest of Texas, I just don't think these gun issues work as well here in Texas as they do in other places. I, I just don't, I think most Texans understand that this is a complicated problem. It's and not the gun, it's the people. Right. That's it. If you, all you're doing is talking about guns, you're not fixing the problem. You're not. I think that's what they say. Well, George, you're going to be here in the Dallas area yes. uh, this coming week. I think playing uh, right? Tomorrow, in fact. Tomorrow, tomorrow Monday. Yeah, Monday night. On Monday, I, I am going to be at the um, Hispanic Republican Club of North Texas. Good. <clears throat> Monday at 7 o'clock. And that's in Plano at 2963 West 15th Street in Plano. Right. So come on. Well, I cannot make it because of a commitment, but I know one friend, uh, my friend Enrique, who's going to be going, and there may be another couple uh, who may be going as well, friends of ours. So uh, if you run into a couple of people who uh, who tell you they're my friend, be nice to them. I will be there. <laughs> I will yeah, do be, that. Right. Offer them a free autograph and all yes. that kind of stuff, a free picture. <laughs> Don't charge them for your photo. Yeah, don't don't charge him for taking a photo, you know. But uh, anyway, I wish you the very best uh, in your presentation. And as always, thank you so much for joining us, George. It's always a great pleasure to have you. Thank you. All right. Our friend uh, George Rodriguez from South Texas. Uh, another week uh, with George as we do our, our Texas reports. You know, there's just a lot of stuff going on in the news. You know, the, these things that we were talking about. But I thought, you know, and I have a post coming out about this tomorrow morning, Monday. I thought that this idea of the president of Mexico wanting to meet with President Biden almost in in an urgent way, I think maybe that tells you a lot about how problematic this whole thing is is becoming. When you have the foreign secretary of Mexico, that's like their secretary of state, when when he's basically saying, hey, we don't have any more capacity. What he's saying is the same thing Eric Adams or Mayor Eric Adams in New York is saying, hey, we don't have any room. We don't have any money. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this meeting between these two men, because 
I think President Biden has really been irresponsible and negligent in how he has dealt with the border. He has not any, hasn't really come up with any ideas or any solutions other than just, I guess, reverse everything that Trump was doing. That's been their policy when it comes to the border. If Trump did it this way, we're going to do it this way. But it's been a dismal failure because the border policy was one of the things that Trump was doing that was actually working out quite well. So we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, and if you're going to see George on, on Monday night in Plano, I, I wish you the very best. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm sorry about the Cowboys. And I am very happy about the Rangers. And uh, we'll probably have a few more things to say next Sunday about the Rangers and the Cowboys. Bye-bye, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Thank you for listening.